More details are available on GamerHeadquarters.com or video content at YouTube SkyCaptain5. This is a Xbox predictions video for 2021 going over what I'm kind of expecting and or anticipating for the year. We just came off of the release of the Xbox Series X slash Series S, so it'll be interesting to see what kind of games we get this year in that first year of the new generation, and also what kind of weird surprises might come along the way. So I split this into three categories. We've got what to expect, might see, and won't see. So this is how I do these types of things when I traditionally do written articles, but I thought this might be a fun kind of thing to talk about. You know, the rumors, and there's always going to be little hidden surprises along the way too, but these are kind of the things that I'm seeing online, seeing people talking about, and what I'm kind of predicting as well along the way. So under the what to expect category, I guess we'll start with games. Uh, apparently Stalker 2 is releasing this year with some sort of ray tracing and 4K 60fps capability, so that should be really cool. That one really did catch my eye when it was at the Xbox initial kind of reveal event. I think it looks really cool when it comes to the atmosphere and the style of it, and I mean we don't even really know fully what they're doing with it, but I think this is going to be one to watch. Uh, next up is Psychonauts 2. This is Double Fine's first full title to release on the platform. They also release these awesome adventure games recently. Uh, Grim Fandango, Full Throttle, uh, The Tentacle. Those are really, really great games on Game Pass. I definitely suggest checking those out if you like classic adventure games. They're some of the greatest adventure games ever made, actually, so definitely suggest that. But yeah, Psychonauts 2 is their full premiere release with Xbox, and the rumors say that they're also working on a secondary title as well, since Psychonauts 2 is in the polishing stages, so I think they're going to be a fun, quirky, weird addition to the lineup. Definitely great to have. Great studio, a lot of talent there, and again, they do some weird stuff if you're not familiar with the group. We're also going to see further updates to Grounded, maybe even a full final release. It's kind of been you know, it'll have been a year around the summer months, so it should kind of be wrapping up or working towards that, at least I think so. Apparently they're also working, because this is Obsidian, they're also working on a few different projects, including the Outer Worlds 2, which is not under my what to expect. I don't think you'll see that for a long time, but I thought I'd just kind of mention there are multiple things that they are working on, and another title which I'll talk about later. So we're also going to see Flight Simulator 2020 in the summer on Xbox Game Pass. I played that on PC. It's phenomenal. I can't wait to share it on the actual console because it's going to be beautiful. It's such an amazing experience. Seriously. Wow. Uh, As Dusk Falls, uh, 12 minutes. So these are more like smaller indie games where more of a narrative focus is present. I think those are going to be kind of cool. Uh, Crossfire X, which has a story being handled by Remedy. And that kind of really excites me. We got like kind of a tease of the multiplayer prior, but it was delayed into 2021. So I'm very curious to see the full scope of that, because I think it's going to be interesting. I'm definitely curious about what their full potential is going to be with that one. Uh, then there's Warhammer 4K Darktide. So this is from the people that made, well, it's, it's Fat Shark. <laughs> fun, fun name there. But they made uh, the Warhammer Vermintide titles, which are fantastic, phenomenal games, a lot of fun. So Dark Tide is basically taking their concept, which is basically a Left 4 Dead-like game. They're throwing it in like a Space Marines era, if you're not familiar with the 40k of Warhammer. It's, it's going to be dark, gritty, messed up, gorgeous, cool, fun, four-player co-op action. Uh, we're also going to see titles such as Exo Mecha, 
Shredders, The Ascent. The Ascent is like a very cool looking game from what I've seen of it. It's kind of like a, a top-down, twin, almost twin-stick shooter thing. It looks really cool. Uh, Scorn, which is like a really weird horror game that I have no idea what it actually is from the gameplay I've seen, but it looks really weird and quirky, so I don't even know if quirky is the one word to define how crazy that game looks. It's it's a messed up horror game. Uh, early on, we're going to see The Medium. I'm very excited. Hopefully, I'll be showing that in the near future because it's uh, at the end of January, so that one's kind of like the split uh, worlds as a medium in a horror experience where you're seeing both sides. I, I think it looks kind of wonderful. Uh, Bright Memory Infinite. So we got Bright Memory, which is like a little teaser, and then Bright Memory Infinite is going to be the full-scoped version of that. It looks gorgeous. Uh, there's going to be Deathloop on PS5 through Bethesda, so that's actually Xbox's... Well, it's going to be first party once the Bethesda deal closes. Fully expect that to happen. The Bethesda buy-in, I, I fully see that happening. Uh, that also includes Ghostwire Tokyo on PS5 through Bethesda as well. And we're also going to see every month Bethesda titles added to Xbox Game Pass. Pretty confident of that, obviously, with the purchase. So we're going to see that more and more as time goes on. Lots of great titles, and they're going to stay there forever because it's first party. This is also a big year for Xbox. This is the 20th anniversary of the Xbox console, the release. And it's going to be, uh, I think, a big deal. I don't know how like blown out they're going to be able to go this year because of, obviously, global situations. But I imagine that they're going to be doing some sort of celebration, some sort of special thing. It'd be cool to see like an Xbox Mini or something. But at the same time, I don't see any point in them doing that. I do see us getting more Xbox backwards compatible titles. I, I don't think that that's done. I think we're going to see that pick up at the end of like April-ish, you know? Uh, Q2 kind of around there. I think we're going to see some more backwards compatible titles. And I could see them doing like a bigger kind of first party backwards compatibility blowout towards, uh, you know, the, the big 20th anniversary. I, th I think it's going to be a pretty big deal. We've also got confirmation that Among Us is going to be added to Xbox Game Pass, so that should be cool on the console. It's already on the PC version of Game Pass. And we've also got confirmation that xCloud, or Xbox Cloud Gaming, which used to be known as xCloud, will be available on iOS and Windows 10 platforms this year. So those should be coming, I think, the first half of the year. That's kind of exciting, and I think it's going to be some fun content to kind of see and maybe present. I'd love to do some gameplay showcases of that, because the rumors on that, not confirmed, are that it's supposed to be using Series X blades in order to present the streaming. So it's going to be very interesting to see how that goes. So now we're going into the might-see category. This is where it's kind of like, yeah, yeah, it could happen, it's suggested this is going to happen but not really too confirmed i'm not 100 percent on this stuff but it's kind of a cool thing to go over to talk about to dive into so first up again we're jumping into games i'm starting with halo infinite after the delay where they weren't able to reach the launch of the next gen consoles i'm a little bit less confident in their ability to deliver on any sort of release date or release window it is apparently coming in November. They've said fall 2021. Again, I don't necessarily believe their release dates. I do feel pretty confident that it's going to happen. At the same time, I'm just kind of like, you know, when it happens, it happens. And I'm just going to kind of go with the flow on Halo Infinite. Because I, I need to put it away hype-wise at this point. Because there's a lot of other games to focus on and think about and get excited about. 
before that even happens or even gets close to happening. So next up is Forza something. It's it's weird we're in this awkward transition. So traditionally, you know, we would have a, a Forza Motorsport would kind of kick off the uh, the next gen. It'd be around launch. But I think that might be a little bit away. So I'm actually wondering if maybe Playground alongside their Fable development has been working on another uh, Forza Horizon. Well, I guess that'd be five. So that might be something that we see this year. I'm a little less confident in it, but I, I think if I really had to guess accurately that we would see a motorsport before we would see a Horizon, unless the motorsport is actually quite a bit out and then we would see a Horizon before motorsport. So I still feel like something's going to come Forza-wise, maybe like a big expansion instead, but it would be weird to have uh, another kind of gap here without something from that group. Just, you know, guessing. I'm also thinking that Xbox is going to have the marketing on the next Battlefield, which is a next-gen-only title. It's supposed to be groundbreaking, insane, intense, and I don't know, some kind of amazing thing that's going to get people really hyped for Battlefield. That's the initial teaser from the whole marketing thing from uh, EA. But I think Xbox is going to have the marketing for Battlefield because PlayStation has retained the uh, Call of Duty marketing at the current point in time. I also think that Elden Ring is maybe going to finally release, and Xbox is going to have some kind of marketing with it. They've definitely talked about it a lot Xbox-wise, so I think maybe they have some kind of reveal tie-in with that. I don't know on that. But I was talking with a friend, and they kind of you know, had the idea that that was going to happen. I think we're also going to see Fall Guys finally come to Xbox, but I think it's going to have died down considerably at that point. I believe it was like a six-month timed exclusivity. We, we didn't really have the full details on it, but I do imagine they'll want to get that to Xbox because, you know, obviously the potential for growth is exponentially uh, higher as well because you get on new platforms, so I see that happening for Fall Guys. I'm also maybe suggesting we might see Compulsion's next game. So they did We Happy Few. Um, they've done, well, I think Contrast is another one, but that's like older. But I, I think we're kind of almost due for what their next title is. It's definitely something being worked on at the current point in time. We know that. It's going to be another uh, ambitious adventure game. So that should be cool to see. I think, I think it's a new IP as well. So I'm very intrigued to see what kind of messed up creation they make. They make some weird stuff and... Uh, yeah, I'm just kind of excited to see what their first full debut on Xbox title is going to be. Because remember, We Happy Few is kind of like a transitional sort of game, so it's not like their full debut release. Uh, I also think we're going to see Starfield this year. That's a, that's a weird thing to say, but uh, I, th I think this one, the way they're talking about it, kind of suggests that either it's really close, like, uh, like an end-of-the-year kind of release surprise, or it's really far off. <laughs> I know that's like a weird thing to note, but just the kind of discussion around it and what I've heard from like Todd Howard and everybody talking about Starfield, I feel like it's sooner than it is later. And I'm also kind of wondering about the exclusivity on that. I think because it's something that's already been developed. If it comes out right away, I think it'll be on all platforms. And if it's something that comes out down the road, I think it'll only be on Xbox. Because again, I'm, I'm a strong believer in the fact that I believe that the Bethesda titles will only be available on Xbox platforms and PC. And of course, mobile through Xbox Cloud Gaming. You don't spend that much to give other platforms your games. You don't. I see existing games being supported. 
If something's been in development and is already being built for other platforms, I see them being released there because you're not going to scrap it because Microsoft doesn't care. They want the extra money from it. But I think going forward, you're going to see uh, a level of ex- exclusivity entirely for them because I, I just don't see the point in buying that and not doing it. It would be stupid. Just honestly, it would be really, really stupid to do that. Um, we might see Everwild. I, I don't know how far that one's out. Apparently, it's kind of early development as of like last summer or so. I, not too sure. That's a wild card in here that we might actually see. I have no idea how far along they are, the scope of the game, or what they're doing with it, but it looks cool and awesome. Uh, another thing that I think we might see is Xbox Cloud Gaming as a app on TVs. Now, we're seeing it, obviously, on mobile devices, Android, iOS. We're seeing it on uh, Windows. I think it's just logical that they will have a partnership specifically with Samsung, I think, off the bat, that is going to have the Xbox X Cloud, or Cloud Gaming, used to be called xCloud again. Totally keep mixing those up because I'm so used to that term. But I think we'll see Xbox as an app icon on the TVs in the future. And that's just going to be another option for you to play. Because I, I do really think at some point it's going to be less hardware. And this may, might be like generations down the line. I think it's going to be literally just an app on your TV or your screen. And that's just how you're going to play games at some point. Which is interesting. But yeah, that's kind of how I see there. And then one other option, which I don't really see, but we could see because I keep seeing all of these rumors, connections, things in code that kind of point to it, and that is Xbox getting a virtual reality option at some point in time. Uh, Flight Sim has some kind of code in it that kind of suggests Xbox Scarlet, you know, code name for the next-gen stuff, uh, as having VR capability. And Xbox, just like with the Bethesda purchase, you know, a lot of VR games there. I just, I see it happening. I don't necessarily see it this year. I'm I'm thinking maybe you might see, but I I do feel that this generation will see a VR option from Xbox at at some point. It just kind of makes sense that they're going to do that uh, at some point. And I think I'm just kind of wondering when they're going to do it strategically and what they're going to do with it, or if it's going to be third-party support, if they're going to do their own. But it's kind of exciting to think about because I think that's the logical next option to have, and I think the technology has matured a bit. Hey, maybe even a partnership with uh, Valve for Half-Life. You know, they've worked together well. Uh, With that, I also wanted to mention that I think for Game Pass, we're going to see some kind of additional growth with it. Uh, different games being added, but my big thing, I think we're going to see Ubisoft Plus being added to Game Pass. Now, uh, we've got EA Play added. That was a bit of a a big deal that was kind of totally stopped on by the fact that, you know, the Bethesda thing. But, you know, EA Play, all those games in there, that's great. So EA Play used to be EA Access, if you're not familiar with that. But I, I think Ubisoft Plus, or some form of Ubisoft, where those older Ubisoft games are added to Game Pass, I think will happen. Ubisoft and Xbox have a close relationship over the years, and I just foresee this being a a build of Game Pass. It just kind of makes sense to me, and I, I think it's a real possibility of something that could happen. Uh, past that, I do think Xbox is going to make at least one more studio purchase this year. I do have some candidates, and I know I'm going to kind of talk about why. So my first one is Don't Nod Entertainment. They're known for Life is Strange. Uh, they did tell me why with Microsoft. Microsoft published that. Uh, well, Xbox Game Studios published that. And they kind of have this long history of revealing 
their games at Xbox events. They did with Life is Strange, Life is Strange 2, you know, stuff like that. And obviously, Tell Me Why as well, which got, I think, decent acclaim. It's kind of a neat game. I do suggest checking that one out, uh, particularly, though, the first Life is Strange season. So they're kind of an interesting thing because they're growing. I think there's some level of public ownership stuff, so that'd be a little bit harder to do. But I think as a company, they're a really good addition to the Xbox brand. Now, I know they wouldn't come with Life is Strange because that's under Square Enix. But I also heard a lot of rumors of Xbox potentially, well, not Xbox, but uh, Square Enix specifically uh, maybe selling off their Western kind of properties. That would be like Just Cause, uh, Tomb Raider, Life is Strange, and I think there was like one other or something like that. But that's like really rumorish so i'm not going behind that one at all to any degree but i'm just saying it would be a neat pickup from xbox to kind of get those properties those ips but to get back on what i was talking about i think don't nod would be a really good candidate because they're great at fast episodic content they've got their technology down they've shown with tell me why that they can put out content kind of weekly in the past they were doing monthly but i think you know obviously on game pass what you want is a lot of content you want to do like the netflix model so having fast episodic content that you can kind of pump out still good quality though i mean i, I think the quality for most of the uh, donut titles is excellent I, I love their storytelling but i think they would be a really great addition to the platform uh, next up is Bloober Team. So if you're not familiar with Bloober Team, they are a horror studio. They've had close relations with Microsoft in regards to their titles and what they've released uh, in the past. Obviously, next up, they've got the Medium, which is, you know, only launching on Xbox. They've got a history of doing, I believe it was Blair Witch that they did on Xbox earlier. Uh, they did Layers of Fear, Observer. They're a great little kind of niche horror studio. And there keeps being these rumors that Xbox is uh, looking at picking up a, a Polish studio, which also leads me into my next one, which would be Techland. So if you're not familiar with Techland, um, they're kind of an interesting group. And I, I think they've kind of made some neat games, and they might be a good addition to the franchise, or to Xbox in general. So like Dying Light is kind of their big thing. And I think that would be a nice pickup. Uh, again, both of these companies, I think the word was that uh, Bloober was kind of looking for a pickup. And Techland, we haven't heard a whole lot of since the Dying Light 2 delays. So I'm kind of curious about their situation. And I know I don't have full details on like the legal elements of purchasing these companies. Xbox usually comes into like save groups or somebody that wants to get purchased as like a collective. So that's why I kind of mention these two, their names that keep popping up. Uh, next up would be Asobo Studios. I don't know if they're in talks about it, but I think this would be one of the smartest uh, purchases that Xbox could make. So they're already working on uh, Flight Sim, and they have like a very long history of working with Xbox on games, like supporting on games, uh, helping out on a number of titles, uh, you know, kind of family titles as well. So I think they would actually be a really ideal uh, assistant in addition. So they helped out on things like Zoo Tycoon, uh, Rush, Disney Pixar Adventure, Disneyland Adventures, Young Conquer, uh, Quantum Break, Record. Like these are what they helped out on. This you are aware. And obviously they're handling Flight Sim for the next decade. So that would be, again, smart. And they also did a Plague Tale, which was amazing. Now I'm not sure if they would own a Plague Tale. I, I think that would be under another company, but... 
I, I think a Sobo would be a, a really good pickup. That makes a lot of sense. And my final one for this category, and I mean, I think I might have had other studio options, um, but these are what I'm thinking of and what I've had written down at the current point in time. The last one is Bungie. Now, that's a weird one because I don't personally see the value in Bungie, but a lot of the rumors and stuff that I've read and heard over the last couple of years have been uh, the two companies have been talking, and I think Bungie wants to be bought, but the number is too high. I think it's like a billion or something like that is what they're kind of wanting, but they're not really worth that, uh, in my opinion. So I know Bungie is something a lot of people like, but they're not the studio they used to be. There is a lot of talent there. They make gorgeous worlds with Destiny. And obviously you get the Destiny IP and whatever secondary IP they're apparently working on. But um, yeah, I don't know. I, I just I see someday that happening, them being reunited under the Xbox brand. I, I just I see it. I don't know if it's going to be this year, I don't know if it's going to be a few years down the road, I don't know if it's never going to happen, but I just, I have a feeling at some point Bungie will be under Xbox again. It's just a matter of when and if the price is right. And that sounds odd, because I, again, I don't necessarily personally see the value in them, but, uh, you know, it, it could happen and it would be a large addition to the workforce, because it's a lot easier to buy a studio than it is to make a new studio. And that kind of brings me to the next category, which is what you won't see this year, what I don't think we're going to see uh, released. Now, I don't have a lot of things in this category because I couldn't think of too many things where I was like, realistic, but I don't think it's going to happen. So it's too soon for Fable, uh, Avowed, Perfect Dark, The Elder Scrolls Six, State of Decay 3, and Senua Saga Hellblade 2. I think we're also a bit too early for, like, Wolfie 3, Wolfenstein 3, because that'll be, like, Bethesda. And I don't think we're going to have too many Bethesda titles coming out this year. We will have the benefit of the two that I mentioned are being published <laughs> kind of by Xbox on PlayStation due to the uh, agreement that they have, which is, like, a one-year... I think it's a one-year timed exclusive where it's six months. So those ones will be on Xbox in, I guess, 2022. That'd be Deathloop and Ghostwire. But they're still going to be published on PlayStation by Xbox on... on well through Bethesda under Xbox. It, hilarious. Anyways, <laughs> it's going to be so funny, like, turning on the PlayStation 5 and being like, oh, look, the new game, Deathloop's out, and it's like, Xbox Game Studios, what? <laughs> yeah, but those ones, I think, are a bit out. Uh, same with the In Exile game that's being, uh, I think they're working on 2 or something like that, but I think those are a bit out. A, a lot of the games are, you know, 2022, 2023, 2024, Sounds a long time away, but as you get to them, you know, you're going to see them. I also don't see Xbox buying Sega. I, I'd like that, actually. I think that'd be really cool, but I don't see that happening, which is a bit of a, a shame, because I think they'd be a nice addition, but I think it'd be too impossible for them to pull that off. It'd be so cool to have, because I think we might actually be able to get a good Sonic game. <laughs> if that was the case but you know they got a lot of great ip there i do think that they're going to partner with xbox closer and that's what we're seeing with the yakuza titles and i think eventually we'll see the persona games kind of come through there because sega and atlas and obviously very close kind of side by side anyways that's kind of the gist on that one i hope you kind of found this interesting i i guess uh, i suppose one more thing i've always wanted to mention is uh I think THQ would be a very interesting purchase, but I don't think you could do that now because they're owned by like a larger holdings and there's like a ton of IP there, like tons and tons and tons of double A games. And I think they're going to be a powerhouse 
outside of a purchase, I don't think anybody's going to buy them. But I think if you could pull that off, you'd get a lot of really treasured, more niche IP under that brand. Because I think it's like Deep Silver and uh, THQ Nordic are like kind of uh, sister companies to a degree or sister like publishing groups under a bigger thing. So that's actually a little, like they've been eating up a lot of IP over the years. So that's kind of cool to think about. More details are available on GamerHeadquarters.com or video content at YouTube Sky Captain 5.